I'm Going Back to Bed, an anti-resurrection play in one act by Kerr Messner. Curtain rises to a stage sparsely set in low light. Downstage center, we see a large blue recliner chair with a small side table holding an assortment of books and a glass of water. An additional wooden chair is on the other side of the table. Kerr is seated in the recliner, his face lit by the flickering glow of the laptop screen. As the lights rise to full light, so does the sound level, and we can hear a newscaster's voiceover. Capitol Police are slowly beginning to contain the protesters, but movement is slow. At this time, we do not know when or if the election certification will resume. And now we take you to... Care hits the mute button, and the voice abruptly ends. He sighs deeply, shakes his head, and shifts position a bit. Okay. Stay on task, Care. Typing as he composes the email out loud. <sighs> Dear Lydia, thank you for the extension for this piece. I will admit that I'm still struggling to get it completed. I'm frankly not quite sure how to write a piece on resurrection at this moment in time. It runs the risk of feeling cheap, saccharine, like all these posts I've been reading where people ask us to come together across difference without acknowledging whose bodies are getting steamrollered underneath the bridges we're so eager to build. He pauses, looks up for a moment in thought. Does that sound terrible, coming from a clergy person? He pauses again, closes the laptop in frustration, leans back fully in the recliner with another deeply audible sigh. I am just so, so tired. Spotlight narrows to focus only on Care, who takes off his glasses, rubs his eyes, keeps them closed for a moment, and then another, and then another. When the lights come back up to full, Parker Palmer is sitting in the empty chair. Care opens his eyes and sees Parker, and they calmly nod, acknowledging each other's presence with that strange and mysterious logic that only arises in a dreamscape. Parker places a long blade of grass in the glass of water. Parker, <laughs> interesting. I'm sure I'm dreaming, but somehow this makes sense. Actually, here's his own words and bolts upright. Oh, crap, I I'm dreaming. I'm supposed to be writing that article right now. It's due in a few days, and Jeez is going to run out of patience with me. A long pause, during which Care makes sustained eye contact with Parker. But I'm just so tired. Honestly, Parker, I don't have it in me to write about resurrection right now. I've preached about it and theologized about it, but today, I just can't. I just want to curl up under my weighted blanket, cats stretched out beside my head, and to try to catch up on about four years' worth of sleep. Parker replies, God asks us only to honor our created nature, which means our limits as well as potentials. When we fail to do so, reality happens, God happens, and way closes behind us. Care replies, yeah, you know, I've returned to those exact words so many times over the years, and yet once again, here I am, trying to push through. It's not even really about the article at this point. 
It's all the rest of it. The demands and the expectations I have of myself, the ways that I want to show up in the world. There's so much that needs doing. A long pause, another deep sigh, and another glance at Parker before Care closes his eyes again. But I'm just... My soul is exhausted. As Care once again closes his eyes, the spotlight again narrows focus to just the recliner. When the lights come up again to full, Parker has been replaced by John O'Donohue. Care sees John, and again they acknowledge each other with a nod. John places a thistle in the glass of water. Again, with dreamscape logic, the conversation simply continues seamlessly. You know, John, I'm not sure I would even know what to say about resurrection now, how to even talk about it, much less believe in it. Every time that we think that this particular political story is wrapping up, there's more, and then more, and then more again. I feel like I've got nothing left to give. John replies, Something within you has closed down, and you cannot push yourself back to life. You have been forced to enter empty time. The desire that drove you has relinquished. There is nothing else to do now but rest, and patiently learn to receive the self you have forsaken in the race of days. Care replies, I... (laughs) I don't even know how to rest at this point, how to down-regulate, how to let the ground hold me again. John replies, You have traveled too fast over false ground. Now your soul has come to take you back. Care sits up, starts to speak again, and John gently raises a hand to finish his thought. Care sits back listening. John continues, Gradually, you will return to yourself, having learned a new respect for your heart and the joy that dwells far within slow time. Care listens deeply. A particularly observant audience member might notice the lurking of tears. The spotlight again narrows focus. When the lights come back up to full, John has been replaced by Mary Oliver. Sensing her presence, Care looks up, and again they wordlessly acknowledge one another. Mary places a feather in the glass of water. Care speaks. Mary, you've been such a faithful companion to me over the years. I just... I just, a long pause as they look intently at one another. Care continues, I just can't. Another long, companionable silence passes between them. They make eye contact slowly, deliberately, a breath, then another. Mary replies, a silence in which another voice may speak. Care listens deeply 
and nods, really hearing. Spotlight again narrows focus to care, and Mary disappears. There is a long stretch of silence, but it is a silence that is rich, full, and deep. Care speaks very slowly with what follows. I'm listening. I'm listening. This, this is the ground. Deep rest. Reconnection with myself and with you. A long, reflective pause. Care continues. Can resurrection be personal? Care reclines back in the chair, closes his eyes, and sleeps. When full lights resume, they indicate the passage of time to a new day. Care sits up in the chair, rubs his eyes, and speaks. Now that, (laughs) that was a dream. He shakes his head, perhaps in wonder, perhaps in bemusement, then puts his glasses back on picks up the long-neglected laptop, opens it and begins to type, finding the words, reading aloud as he does so. Uh, An anti-resurrection play in one act. And then he reaches for a sip of water, picks up the glass and sees in the glass a blade of grass, a thistle, and a feather. As he... And we consider this. The spotlight fades to black. Care Mesner is a queer, trans, spiritual director, facilitator, theater performer, college professor, minister, and activist. <laughs>